I'm Father Paul Donison, and this is Praying with the Saints. Each episode will contain a shortened evening prayer service and also an opportunity for me to share a story from the life of a saint, an ordinary Christian like you and me who sought to follow Jesus in their generation. We're using the Book of Common Prayer 2019, and you can download the liturgy sheet off our website. And if you have a BCP 2019, you can turn to page 41, where evening prayer begins. But some of you will already have these words memorized. And for others, perhaps you'll simply want to listen and have these words prayed over you tonight. And we're encouraging you to share it with others. Tonight we hear the story of William Tyndale, translator of the Bible and martyr. Let us quiet our hearts before God. Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit, Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalm this evening is Psalm 94 on page 392 of the Psalter. O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongs, O God, to whom vengeance belongs, show yourself. Arise, O judge of the world, and reward the proud according to their deserving. O Lord, how long shall the ungodly, how long shall the ungodly triumph? How long shall all evildoers speak so disdainfully and make such proud boasting? They smite down your people, O Lord, and trouble your heritage. They murder the widow and the stranger and put the fatherless to death. Yet they say the Lord shall not see, neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. Take heed, you unwise among the people, you fools. When will you understand? He who planted the ear, shall he not hear? Or he who made the eye, shall he not see? Or he who nurtures the nations, he who teaches humanity knowledge, Shall he not punish? The Lord knows the thoughts of man, that they are but vain. Blessed is the one whom you chasten, O Lord, and whom you teach your law, that you may give him patience in time of adversity, until a pit is dug for the ungodly. The Lord will not fail his people, neither 
will he forsake his inheritance. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Tonight I want to tell you a story about William Tyndale. He was born in 1494, and he studied at Oxford and was ordained a priest in the Church of England. But here's what's vitally important. He was a deeply devoted Christian and a prodigious linguist. He was fluent in Greek, Hebrew, Latin, German, French, Italian, and Spanish. And he was also blessed with a poet's sensibility in translation. Anyone who knows how translation works, it's not just about the crude translation between two languages, but then knowing how to grab the meaning and the sense and the poetry and the prose of that other language as you translate it into another. And even as a young scholar, as a result of all these amazing gifts, William knew what he wanted to do. He wanted to translate the scriptures of the Old and New Testament from their original languages of Greek and Hebrew into a vivid and memorable English prose so that all Christians would be able to read the Bible for themselves. It's hard for us to imagine living in a world where, unless you knew the elite, educated language of Latin, you could not read the Bible. And Bibles weren't even available for people to own themselves. As William Tyndale puts to one skeptical cleric, if God spares my life ere many years, I will cause a boy that driveth a plow to know more of the scripture than thou dost. But English law forbade the publication of an English translation of the Bible. Powerful men actively opposed Tyndale's efforts, including the Chancellor Sir Thomas More. So William went abroad first to Germany and then to Belgium, and found reform-minded scholars to collaborate with along with sympathetic printers. And by 1525, William had completed his translation of the New Testament and was publishing it in Germany. More than 6,000 copies of his New Testament were printed, hidden away in bales of cloth, wine casks, and other merchandise, and smuggled back into England. And in 1530, he began to publish his translation of the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament, and to begin his work on the rest of the Old Testament. But Tyndale's enemies were determined to stop him. And in 1535, he was betrayed. A man named Henry Phillips, who had befriended Tyndale, betrayed him. It turned out the entire friendship had been a ruse in order to stop William from this work of translation. He was imprisoned by the imperial authorities in a cold, dark prison cell in a Belgian castle. And his seditious crime was translating the Bible into English and distributing it in England. But even imprisoned, William was undeterred. He wrote to the official in charge of the Belgian castle asking that in his prison cell he could have a warmer cap and coat to help protect him from the winter cold a piece of cloth to patch his leggings, a woolen shirt, a lamp for the evening, because he said these are dreadful evenings to be so alone and in the dark. But most of all, he wrote, I beg and beseech your clemency 
that you will kindly permit me to have the Hebrew Bible, the Hebrew grammar, and the Hebrew dictionary, that I may pass my time in that study. Tyndale, imprisoned, desired to continue his work of translation. Williams' focus remained single-mindedly on the task that he had taken up more than a decade earlier to translate the scriptures into English to make it available for every person to read in the common tongue. After nearly a year in prison in the fall of 1536, William Tyndale was tried and condemned to death. On October 6, 1536, he was executed by strangulation and then having his body burned. His last words at his execution were, Lord, open the King of England's eyes. It's amazing to think of William Tyndale's legacy because when you come not so many years later to 1611, less than a century later when the King James Bible was translated and made available in English, though he was uncredited, 90% of it was William Tyndale's translation. Historians also believe that William had more influence on the English language because of his translation of the scriptures than any other English author, more than Shakespeare, more than Milton, more than Chaucer, William Tyndale has given us the gift of the English poetic language we have. It makes me think of John chapter 20, verse 31, how a man could devote his life so single-mindedly to the translation of scriptures for the common man. John writes in John 20, verse 31, that these are written, these pages of the scriptures, these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you would have life in his name. William Tyndale knew that it was in the reading and hearing of the Holy Scriptures that people would come to saving faith in Jesus. And he was determined that regardless of class, regardless of affluence, regardless of education, that every person, man and woman and child in England, could hear those blessed words of Scripture and be changed by them. To think that he was put to death for translating the Bible is unthinkable in our day. And yet it is a key moment in the development and the extension and the mission of the church in this world. He is a martyr for the sake of the scriptures. And as Hebrews 11 says, of so many of these martyrs gone before us, the world was not worthy of them. This is the story of William Tyndale, the story of an ordinary saint that got empowered to impact his generation with the gospel. May his story inspire you and remind you that God is still in the business of empowering ordinary saints today. Let us confess we believe in the words of the Apostles' Creed, saying, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. 
He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us, and lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people, and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. A Collect for Peace O God, the source of all holy desires, all good counsels and all just works, give to your servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. A Collect for Aid Against Perils Lighten our darkness, we beseech you, O Lord, and by your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A Night Prayer Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ, give rest to the weary, Bless the dying, soothe the suffering, pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. I want to conclude this evening with the collect in the prayer book that is unquestionably my bedrock and my favorite. I love many collects, but this above them all. The Second Sunday of Advent, on page 598. Blessed Lord, who's caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and the comfort of your holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which you have given us in our Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.
This concludes this evening's podcast, and I'm glad you joined us for Praying with the Saints. If this prayer podcast has blessed you, we encourage you to subscribe at ChristChurchPlano.org, and we encourage you to share this with your friends. I'm Father Paul Donison, and I'm looking forward to praying with you next time. Until then, I pray that you would have a peaceful night and a perfect rest.